What's on the Menu with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. When we think about taking a taxi here in Singapore, we think, let's get a grab. And when we think about Italian food here, we think Da Paolo serving up authentic Italian food since 1989. It's got two restaurants and eight gastronomia outlets, catering arm and a professional services arm. Joining me on the line today is Andrea Scarpa, group executive chef, second generation owner at De Paolo Group. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Very good. Thank you very much, Adrian. Let's take it back a little bit. What are some of your fondest memories you can recall from the early days of De Paolo? Probably as early as it gets, right? I was five years old. Go to school. I come back from kindergarten and um, there I am in the restaurant, the very first restaurant at uh, Tanjung Paga. And, um, you know, being that kind of a height of a five-year-old, you feel a lot of heat in the kitchen, right? Because your kind of your head height's kind of like where the stove is. So, um, yeah, it was hot. And uh, I actually did a lot of sandwiches for chefs, I think. Tuna sandwiches, grilling tuna sandwiches for chefs. That was my fondest memory and probably my first thing I made that was edible for anybody. And what was the feedback from the chefs and others who tried those uh, tuna sandwiches? I'm sure they either pretended they loved it or Mm. they loved it. And growing up, if we talk about your biggest inspiration in the kitchen in terms of who you looked up to, who would that be? And is there a possible anecdote that you can share with us today? I can't give you an inspiration because, um, you know, I was integrated into the family business at a very, very early age at the age of five, like I said. So I didn't know the reality of what I was involved in back then. But as I grew older, I understood that this is our livelihood. You know, it's our family. And I would do what it took to uh, keep going. And I would learn from the best in the field of Italian cuisine when I was in Europe some 15 years later. And you know, your parents are the pioneers of this group as well. What are some of the uh, earliest memories you can recall from the restaurant first starting up, spending time, you know, in Tanjong Parga? Besides the tuna sandwiches, what else can you, you know, remember about operations back then? It was very much my mom and my dad doing all the work. There wasn't much else inside the restaurant. My sister was around, but other than that, there was, you know, one other pasta guy who is still working for us, Mm. very, very old man now. And um, I remember sitting at the pass where the food came out of the window, this is sliding window, and I'd just look at all the food that went out. I would ask my dad, you know, what is this? What is that? And my mom would be running up and down the stairs with food. You know, she'd go around talking to customers. And from there, of course, you know, we're going to fast forward a little bit. You went to culinary school. Was that always on the agenda? Is it something you wanted to do or it was more of you had to do it? It was something that I wanted to give a shot okay. uh, because I have been in the restaurant. I was working at the pizza bar. I think that was my first semi-professional kind of experience. So I was part of the opening team when uh, Da Paolo Pizza Bar at Holland Village had opened. Mm. I was um, learning how to stretch uh, pizzas by hand and I had a taste of operations back then and I enjoyed it. So I wanted to better myself. And uh, to do that, I would have to go to Italy and, you know, really learn from the best of the best. So it was after national service where I was given this opportunity to go to Alma in Italy to do that, to learn from the Michelin star chefs and to get a Michelin star experience. So we did that. I did six months of a practical course as well as a more academic kind of a course. And from there, I started my whole Michelin star experience in several restaurants around Europe. Talk to me about your biggest takeaway from your time in Italy and uh, what you brought back to Singapore. 
my biggest takeaway was probably confidence because I went there, you know, not knowing much about uh, professional fine dining food. Um, that was not my intention or what I was exposed to anyway in Singapore. But when I got down there, it is the Michelin star. You're talking about, you know, one, two, three Michelin stars and uh, yeah. standards that apply to that. So I went in there without all that experience. And um, a language was also the problem because I didn't study or I didn't, you know, speak Italian fluently anyway. Back in Singapore, I never had a use for it. So they taught in Italian. Everything was in Italian. I had exams in Italian. I just had to make it happen. You know, if you really want it, you can do it. And um, culinary is, is an art. It's an art form. So if you have an eye for things, if you've got a level of creativity, then you can definitely get somewhere. So uh, I had that. Thankfully, I think I must have got that from my dad, maybe. And um, things didn't turn out too bad. It was very... Very good, actually. Incredibly challenging. I mean, you did mention, of course, you speak Italian, but not fluently. So a lot of sleepless nights. You know, how did you get over and pass with flying colors? What was your uh, inspiration that kept you going during this time? I think it was my exposure to something new that, um, you know, growing up anyway, I was either tossed in pizza bar, like I said before, and mm. um, I was, you know, thrown into a kitchen environment. It's always just having experience um, swimming in the deep end for the first time in things. So I just treated it as another opportunity for me to come out of it. And it was also national service. The experience was probably my last, my latest experience anyway, then going into moving on to Italy. That was also mm -hmm. um, quite a culture shock because I came from an international school and then moving into something very, very local it was very different. So uh, yeah, I just apply that over and over again. That's what helps me be successful in what I do. Yeah, you talked about culture shock there. So, you know, when you returned to Singapore in 2010, did you notice any major differences at the restaurant? Um, there was definitely expansion. In the year 2000, we had opened a gastronomia, the very first gastronomia mm. at Holland Village. So I could see there was some central kitchen kind of um, operations going on. So that was quite different because, you know, we had always been doing restaurant kind of dine-in food concept, right? So when I saw this production facility that was going on, that was quite interesting, very eye-opening because I never had the kind of experience before. You picked up quite a few skills while you were in Italy, of course. How did that help you and the group build a stronger presence in Singapore in terms of, you know, like I mentioned earlier, when you think Italian, you think Da Paolo in Singapore. How did that work out? So when I came back from Italy, I learned a lot of uh, culinary methodology that you can apply to traditional culinary arts anyway. So Da Paolo, before I arrived in here, was very, very, you know, traditional in terms of its uh, cooking, which is great because you have certain standards then, right? But um, there were equal, if not better, ways to be doing Italian craft in a much more efficient manner, you know, in terms of also preservation or extending shelf life of a product or maintaining freshness of a product, you know, maintaining crispiness or maintaining its nutrients. Those were things that I learned from Italy and I would apply them to what we do over here. There was a lot that I could apply to the production side of the business that had just opened up. We're in conversation with Andrea Scarpa. He's a group executive chef, second generation owner at De Paolo Group, serving up authentic Italian food in Singapore since 1989. That's more than 30 years of experience here in the Republic. Andrea, let's talk a little bit about De Paolo Gastronomy, your latest outlet at Great World. It's the eighth one you have in Singapore. 
What's different this time? What can we expect for someone who's never been to the Gastronomia Outlet at Great World? Well, Da Paolo Gastronomia at Great World City is the largest, and yeah, it's the eighth outlet. It is by far the largest amongst all the locations that we have. It offers a brand new, elevated, holistic, and transportive gastronomy experience that is in tune with the palate and lifestyle of today's diners. What we've done is we've raised everyday Italian, the gastronomia low motto, to a whole new level with expanded all-day dining and full retail selection set against the backdrop of Tuscany. So we offer a variety of menus curated for day, evening, and weekends highlighting our signature high-quality yet accessible Italian gourmet fare. Um, in these menus, you'll also, for the first time, find dishes from our popular virtual concepts, panini italiani, pizza bar, and pasta bar. We also have a bakery, and we've expanded the selection of full range of Italian-inspired breads in sourdough variations and wood-fired options. There's also a gelato corner that comes straight from Italy and churned in-house on a daily basis. We've also added an aperitivo bar serving quintessential Italian beverages and the pizza bar featuring a live pizza station with a really grand, massive rotary pizza oven that we've got over there. It's all these little pop-ups that you can find around this outlet as well. You mentioned some of the features there. Let's get straight into the food. When it comes to items on the menu what are some of your recommendations must try items that are probably not available at some of the outlets the breakfast staples for example we've got a breakfast spread now that's available from 8 a.m to 11 a.m daily um, we've got an avocado toast which is a you know, generous portion of whipped avocado on top of multi-grain sourdough toast with plenty of finely chopped chives on top sea salt lemon zest cayenne pepper we also serve really creamy scrambled eggs that we prepare freshly from cage-free eggs on a buttered brioche sourdough toast that we also make in-house. And then we've got dine-in or takeaway from Mondays to Fridays, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., the green and grains bowls, which is, you know, prepared minimally with fresh vegetables or proteins, which have been sourced carefully and produced in a way to preserve its natural flavors and nutrients. Eating well is very important to me, but the food needs to be tasty too, obviously, and it can't be too bland. So we've got many plant-based options, dairy-free options, gluten-free options that are packed with lots and lots of flavor. You can also customize your bowls as well. We have a new concept as well, panini italiani, which is um, focaccia, focaccia bread that we make in-house. It is packed with a lot of ingredients pressed on the grill until it's thin and crisp. A must-try is the salami and sun-dried tomatoes or the Moroccan chicken with a choice of either salad or fries or truffle fries. And then we've got the pizza bar. It's a live pizza station. We hand-stretch all our pizzas like a Roman thin crust pizza. And the classic over there is the rucola e crudo, which is our parma ham with uh, San Marzano tomato sauce and um, parmesan cheese. We do have gluten-free pizza which is also available at the outlet. Brilliant. Quite a wide selection of recommendations there. You know, you briefly mentioned there that eating healthy is a big part of your daily lifestyle. Away from the kitchen, you're, of course, a fitness enthusiast, a CrossFit coach. Now, how much of an inspiration was this to what you put on the menu to make sure that you can take a little bit of you and share it with the rest of your customers? I think I just wanted to... Um give a more balanced, a more holistic and wholesome offering, which is what I kind of um, lent and provided to the greens and grain side. 
So over there, we'd have a lot of um, food options for the day-to-day customer, you know, because, you know, sometimes people are not going to want to have pasta, pizza, or bread on a daily basis. They want something healthy, something light, something less heavy. And that's when Greens and Grains comes in. And um, that's what I personally eat on a daily basis because I can't have luxury kind of food on an everyday. And that's what I brought in. Healthy, clean, very tasty food. The Moroccan chicken, I think that was uh, quite an MVP for me when we were there uh, tasting items on the menu. What about the cocktails? You mentioned you have a different section of the gastronomy outlet that's dedicated to cocktails and other drinks as well. What are some of your signatures from this menu? The must-try is the rendition of the spritz that we do. The Negroni-inspired cocktail, the David. And we also have a fun, refreshing cocktail called the Slushy Orange Aperitivo. These three are must-haves. And no meal is complete without dessert. Of course, you did mention your gelato counted there with all these ingredients come straight from Italy and then it's churned in-house. What are some of the flavors that we probably won't get anywhere else in Singapore? What makes yours different compared to the rest? We get all of our ingredients from Italy. And when they arrive in Singapore, we actually churn everything, we pasteurize everything, and um, all made in-house. So all our pistachios, our hazelnuts, all come from Italy. The work is all done over here in our central kitchens. And um, our quality is Italian quality. That's the only way we can maintain the standards. So the must-tries are Sicilian pistachios from Bronte. So the pistachio gelato. The hazelnuts are sourced from Piedmonte, so our hazelnut gelato. And our dark chocolate is really, really popular as well. And in terms of the feedback, Andrea, what have customers been saying about the latest outlet in terms of the dining in component of it? What's been their reaction so far? They've been refreshed. They appreciate the amount of work we've done at Gastronomia Great Wall City. It's very different compared to the other outlets that we have. Like I said, we've got many more concepts. We have finally included the live pizza station, so they can appreciate round, hand-stretched pizza on site. This is not something that we have in other gastronomias. And it's also transportive, right? It's got the Tuscany backdrop in the outlet itself, so it takes people away. They can chill out, they can relax. They're happy. They feel like there's a part of Italy here in Great Wall City. And the ambiance there truly reflects what you can see and find in Italy as well. The grab-and-go concept, it's nothing new, but it's crucial now more than ever, given the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, what are some of the best sellers from this selection? Tiramisu, beef lasagna, you know, the soups, the salads. It's hard to put a finger on just one item because we've got an item for any time of the day. And I think that's what's been key for us. You know, any time of the day, any day of the week, there is always something for anyone. The tiramisu and the beef lasagna, two things I actually did get to try away from the restaurant. And, you know, it's so easy because tiramisu, of course, is just straight out, get a spoon and boom, you're in. But the lasagna, you just have to heat it up real quick and it just tastes as good as how it was in the restaurant. You know, having this grab and go concept, right? How has it made sure that you've stayed ahead of the game compared to your competitors? Of course, it's given you a little bit more of an advantage. And how much more success have you seen since the pandemic 
Yeah, so we launched the first the Paolo Gastronomia back in the year 2000 with ready-to-eat items that catered customers who are pressed for time and are looking for convenience, like, you know, reheating of dishes. I'm talking about restaurant-quality food dishes at home without the need of um, purchasing any additional ingredients or the time to go and cook something, you know, because you're busy at work or they have kids to take care of and all this. So it's something that we did a long time ago. So from then, the year 2000 until now, 2021, we've established ourselves already in terms of, you know, who to go to for restaurant-quality food at home. And that's what's been key for us. That's what's helped us through the COVID-19 restrictions because everyone's obviously going to be at home a lot more and they might not necessarily have a lot of time to prepare their food and all that. So, you know, if you want something quick, easy and um, extremely tasty, something that's, you know, the quality of going to Italy and buying something in Italy, then they would think Da Paolo because we've been around doing this uh, ready-to-eat food since the year 2000. So that's our advantage. That's um, how we got around um, COVID-19. Yeah, the group has been around for so long, more than 30 years. It's a brand, it's a group that you can trust. And a lot of Singaporeans have put their faith in you to, you know, have their taste of authentic Italian food. Just before I let you go, Andrea, to see where the De Paolo Group has reached from its inception, we're talking from 1989 all the way till now. How do you feel as the second generation owner to see the growth of the business? Yeah, I'm I'm very proud of um, where the company is at now, especially with um, how the world is you know going right now. I'm very happy that um, we're getting around um, COVID nineteen. Obviously, it's definitely not a clear and smooth path to take, but um, it seems that everything that we have done from the get-go, from the very beginning until now, is actually paying off. It's helping us tide through this thing. It's by no way and by no means easy, but having done the ready-to-eat meals, having had gastronomia, is really an advantage during these times. I'm also very, very happy of um, how far we have come, you know, having just traditional Italian restaurants to upgrading culinary systems to having ISO procedures in our central kitchens, supporting all our eight outlets and two restaurants. We've come a very, very, very long way from just a few Italian traditional restaurants. Yeah, they opened their first gastronomia in the year 2000 at Chip B Gardens. Fast forward to 2021, they've opened their eighth outlet at Great World City. We've been in conversation with Andrea Scarpa. He's a group executive chef, second generation owner at De Paolo Group, serving authentic Italian food to Singaporeans since 1989. Thank you so much for your time and joining me on the show. And I wish you the best of luck with this new outlet and your business. Thank you very much, Adrian. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.